Well, hello there and welcome to episode 93 of the Business of Making podcast. This is part two of a two-part series of episodes we have done on wrapping up 2020, sharing our own experiences and talking about the experiences of our communities as well. So if you haven't yet listened to part one, I recommend you go ahead on over and do that before you listen to part two, because it'll make a lot more sense. Thanks so much for being here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get started. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvis, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Yeah, I think it's actually been possibly one of the best years ever for online retailers. It's forced people to shop online who may not have shopped online previously. That's kind of so, like a revolution of sorts, isn't it? It's, it's like, totally yeah. is. oh, P.S., this is something that people like us have known for about a decade. And now yeah. everyone's like, oh, you can shop online? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, if you have an online business, this has actually been an amazing year. Mm. Obviously, there are exceptions, you know, people who have event businesses and things like that. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. Let's, let's put that out there. But like, I have a, one of my members who did sewing stuff just pivoted to making masks. She's in the US and she mm. made an absolute killing in the first, like, yeah. April, May, June. Her business just went off, like, insane. Yeah. Um, my business went huge. My ethereal, so my jewelry business now talking about that. Huge, huge, huge in boost in like April, May, June. Really saw numbers go up a lot. Sales went up a lot. It's sort of leveled out now and gone back to sort of the normal trends. But yeah, there was definitely a big, big increase for a lot of people. And I think it has forced a shift in how people shop. And I think that I did a video on this and I think Deb did as well near the beginning, you know, how to handle COVID with your handmade business. And I just basically said, if you're not online, you need to get online now. Like mm-hmm. this, this, you need, that's what you need to do because that's where you're going to get the sales right now, obviously, yeah. because you can't get them elsewhere. So it's been a real, and I think it's really pushed a lot of people who were sort of, um, holding back on that or hesitant. I, I know I had a number of members in my group who'd kind of been planning on getting online, you know, sort of doing mm. it, half-assing it for a long time. Interesting. Now, because I, it wasn't important. Yeah. Enough, you know? Yeah. I urgent. Seeing, sorry, I'm totally interrupting, but I don't want to waste yeah, my thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> and I do it all the time. I'm like, sorry for interrupting, but I'm totally just going to keep talking. <laughs> so so rude. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> just following on from what you were saying, it's interesting, like you guys were both just saying, you know, the people who succeeded the most are the ones who could pivot quickly. And it mm. was the same here with like restaurants and stuff, the ones that could pivot quickly to take away or whatever else. So it's people who are agile and light on their feet, right? They can pivot and do something new maybe it's not going to be forever maybe it is maybe it opens new doors and they can do things as you're saying just then just like going online it if you're pushed into it and can do that quickly then it could be really good it just um brings up a memory for me a few months ago or whenever it was I can't remember I just saw somewhere on Instagram I don't know a coach someone who knows was like making fun of or like mocking those whose businesses maybe weren't in sewing or whatever and they pivoted to selling masks because that's where they could make money. And they were like, you shouldn't do that. You should stick to your whatever you're doing. I'm like, but this is like, you know, to use that phrase that everyone hates now, unprecedented times. Like 
why not try something new and different while you can? And then if it works, great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much. Like you can just yeah, and also like. People Sometimes people just need to it. actually make money to yeah. like pay for bills. Yeah. And feed it was their just kids. really weird. I was like, and yeah. then a ton of people jumped on the comments like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, really? Like, this is not supportive. <laughs> like, this is not what we should be doing. This is interesting because it's, it's this dichotomy between people who see handmade as like something that rich women do as a hobby because they can afford to. And to be honest, our data did definitely show there was definitely a big cohort of people who yeah. are financially secure mm-hmm. who have a craft business just because they they don't have a job or they have a part-time job and, and they can afford mm-hmm. to spend mm-hmm. the time to grow one right however there is a cohort of people who are literally that is their livelihood mm. they need you know, the income they need to make the money to survive and you know that's like me i have two businesses that's my only income i don't have a mm. job i don't have a husband with a, a a fancy job that brings them lots of money or a partner you know, so the people whose job it is to bring home the bacon and make the money need to figure out how to do that in yeah. whatever way works. Yeah. And, and we just I need to respect that. Yeah. Really weird with that too is that if the imagine replace making mask by picking up a virtual job, a personal assistant job or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Mm. People wouldn't have made fun of that. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they would have seen that as a legitimate way to make money yeah. during a pandemic because you have to pay your bills. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to me. It shows, it says a lot about what they think about making masks for a living or making mm-hmm. anything for mm-hmm. a living because it is as legitimate as getting any other job at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I'm getting annoyed. And at I don't this think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone is under the illusion that that's going to be something that people will continue to buy in 20 years time mm, yeah like once COVID is over most people will not be wearing masks anymore and that particular niche will die away mm. but that's fine you, yeah. again you just got to be like Michaela said be agile be willing to you know pivot mm. in a different direction and then you can always pivot back again yeah mm. I guess the reason I brought it up and like you Deb it just really like grinds my gears I get really annoyed yeah. but I all uh feeds into Um, the stuff that we were talking about in our last episode around like the fakeness of Instagram, basically. Mm. It's like Mm. putting this like, you know, persona forward that always has to be perfect all the time. And it's like not not admitting in your business that anything is going wrong or it's hard or you are pivoting for this reason. And it's like, it's just all bullshit. Like, don't get sucked into that is kind of why I wanted to bring it up because Mm. everyone listening out there, if you see stuff like that, just don't take it to heart. Like realize that mm. you're on your own path and whatever you're doing is hopefully right for you right now. And there's ways that you can assess that to see if it is the right thing for you right now. But don't mm. listen to mm. people on Instagram who are making shit comments about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And for the pivoting, I think. So I don't remember if it was because as Jess was saying, we both did a video back in, you know, 10 years ago in March. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel like so. It does feel like a decade ago. Uh, So I can't remember now if I mentioned this in my video or if we also talked about it on the podcast, but I think both. I think we did do a Patreon episode only on pivoting during the crisis. Does that right? Yeah, I'm sure we did. Yeah. And I think we talked about pivoting being this different type of pivot. So if you're a patron, you have access to that, I would recommend going back. Some of it might already be a bit irrelevant because you're like, okay, we're out of the March, April period where that was very relevant. 
but we did talk also about how to pivot your marketing more generally mm. speaking when you don't necessarily or can't necessarily make like mask or product that's you know suddenly in higher demand because of the crisis but you still need to be agile and how to adjust your messaging your copy your marketing so that you can keep selling and it always comes down to like understanding your customers and having some sense of like empathy and compassion when you market your products and how that actually helps mm-hmm. you make sales and connect and create relationships not because only because it's nice but also because that's how marketing helps you make money like really yeah so i think yeah. uh go back to this episode if you feel like you need a little refresher on that because most of it i think is still relevant for now and 2021 and whatever that's going to bring to us because i'm now just expecting surprises <laughs> there makers if you need to figure out what pain point your product solves you can check out our five wise technique download the five wise technique is a great way to go beyond the superficial reasons a customer makes a purchase and find out their deeper motivations you can download this and a bunch of other cool stuff at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies it's all one word get freebies good luck Well, that's okay. So let's talk a bit about planning. Obviously, we, you know, Deb mentioned she, she had a big plan for the year. You know, I had a plan like I always do. I normally have, you know, a wall calendar with all my, my whole year mapped out. And I basically threw it out of the window in April. Well, hi, went, everyone. I'm- I sell planners. <laughs> that was great. It was really great. <laughs> Luckily, everyone had already bought their planners. Yeah. They didn't it. need to use them. <laughs> uh, it was, and it, it's definitely, been a lesson in living in the moment. Yeah. I think Deb mentioned that a few hours ago in this book. <laughs> it took her a while. Um, but it, changing, changing the scope of your focus to being much more narrow. Uh, you know, especially those of you who were doing markets and shows and wholesalers and like you couldn't plan, you know, for the, that market six months from now. Mm. You probably still can't do that, right? Yeah. Cause we have no idea. Like sure, especially in Australia, things are good now. I think pretty much most of that's relatively back to normal, but who knows what's going to happen. Mm. We could I mean, have another it happened break. once, didn't it? It could happen yeah. again with some other stupid virus that yeah. mutates or something. Like you just don't know now. Oh, who the hell yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah. So I think it behooves us all to yeah narrow that focus and just and just sort of look at the weeks ahead. Like I, I'm probably going like a month in advance right now with, with, you know, a bit of an eye to the next few months. But my planning is definitely – Definitely yeah, I think we kind of need to be more like overview. Here's kind of like what I would like to achieve. Yeah. But, you know, I think we all have our planning systems that we use and you break everything down into, you know, this is what I need to be doing this week. I don't think we can do that level of detail Yeah, currently. No. And I can't plan out my entire 2021 in December like I normally would. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I have to be aware that. I have to be aware that it's a flexible plan, yeah. not a set in stone plan. I think there's nothing wrong with with doing mm-hmm. that long term planning. Of in an ideal world, if everything's okay, this is my plan for the year. However, just being aware because then you're not so disappointed when mm. things go yeah. wrong. You know, you, you're you're just living with that awareness now that it's interesting times. And um, isn't that a curse? May may you live in interesting times. <laughs> it's a quote it's from too somewhere. Interesting. But yeah, that's it. It's it's a curse. Like may yeah. you live in interesting yeah. times. Yeah. So. I think that's really important to be aware of. Mm. Like we would normally, I think we have like our, you know, planning for the new year episode that we, we did last year or the year before and put up there. And yeah. 
yeah, I'm not going to worry about that this year. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually taking a break. I don't think that should have been another announcement. Yeah. Well, I think we were going to announce it next month or whatever. But yeah, we're taking a break yeah, in December. We are taking a break There's in December. There's not going to be content in December. No, no. But we'll be coming back strong in January. Oh, will, oh, we? will we? Yeah. <laughs> we've planned those topics already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've planned we did plan that. January and February. We have, you know, We've planned to do the survey. And, and again, those are things that you can kind of plan because mm. really, even if everybody's locked in their houses, we can still do those things. So, yeah, I mean, the model, our business model is flexible. Yeah. So yes. it's like that really helps when, I mean, we haven't planned a new photo shoot that we need to yeah. do with yes. each other. No. Maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe at the end of next year. <laughs> and, you know, the reason we've planned the episode for 2021 is also just because we need to recall them in the next few weeks. <laughs> so <Yeah>. It's more <laughs> because we're still on that one-month calendar in our head and we're like, oh, we need to record it, so what are they going to be about, you know, <laughs> because we're not going to be yeah, working yeah. in December. But, That's yeah. It. Yeah, we were we were supposed to have a get-together this year. We were supposed yeah, to have a little retreat. retreat. The three of us were yeah. going to get together, get a new photo shoot done, yeah. do some forward planning for the conference and online in oh, sorry in person <laughs> workshops we were going to host all over Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's all been put on hold. Yeah. It's not it's not not happening. It's just not happening anytime soon. Yeah. Not, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's interesting. It's, it's that, um, what you were saying about the planning, I feel like yeah, you're you're right like for April to like March until like yeah, I don't know, only a few months ago, really a couple of months ago, I was very much like week by week, month by month, because I was trying new mm. things in the business and like just reacting or not reacting, that's not the right word, but responding <laughs> to what was going <laughs> to what was going on in the world. And then Q3. So mm. well that's Q3 depending on okay. Are you doing yeah, I know. Very. <laughs> that's really upsetting. How that doesn't line up in my head. I'm doing. I'm so, like, ye- like the January to December, like the normal stuff. Right. Okay. Who does yep, from yep. June to July? Like that's just weird. Hello, Australians. I do because it's because <laughs> it's Australian. I know, but also no. I've tried for a year or two. Also, no. yeah. <laughs> it messes with my head. So now I just do. This is Q2. And also, I have quarterly coaching calls with my yearly members. And so they call Q1, right. Q2, Q3. So that's just how I go in my brain. Because if not, and to me, summer <laughs> is still in like the same month as Europe. Christmas is in the winter. <laughs> I'm not adjusted. <laughs> how long have you been here now? Like, like, years like nine or something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like too many to not be adjusted. But anyway, so point being, the last quarter, so Q3 for, you know, if you go the, the January to December way, I completely dropped the ball on planning. Like, no joke. Like, I'm usually really good, look at my stat, plan what I'm going to do for three months, review what was done the three months before, uh, share that with Alicia, who's my right hand woman, really. And just everything is organized. And, you know, I did none of it. Like I did the coaching calls <laughs> to help my members do that for themselves. But behind <laughs> the scene, little Debbie was all over the place. <laughs> Completely dropped the ball on it. Um, I also was doing that consultancy consultancy job. I can't pronounce this properly. I'm not putting the consultancy. That's, That's it. it. Okay, I got it. Yes. It's like dessert and dessert. <laughs> anyway. You said it the same way. Did I? <laughs> yes. Well, point exactly to my point. I can't pronounce the two things differently. So anyway, I had this uh, job with the International Trade Center, which that's something that I said yes to. It was a bit of a last minute 
call and I said yes, I would have said no if I was overseas, but it added a lot of work onto my plate on top of the business. So I had to drop the ball in other areas and planning and being mm-hmm. like, you know, all organized three months in advance and on top of my to-do list. I just wasn't doing. I dropped the ball so on going to the gym. Like, let's talk about dropping the ball because I feel like people are also, especially women, have been really hard on themselves. I want to still be the best mom, the best teacher, the best uh, business owner and perfect on all levels and feeling bad for themselves when they were dropping the ball somewhere in their life. And it's like, well, no, mm-hmm. we've all, like, surely if you're a normal person, there's stuff that you haven't done really nicely. Maybe your house is an absolute mess and usually it's not and it's been a mess for a month and that's fine. (laughs) You know, maybe like your kids are like just like wearing messy clothes and you don't do the laundry all that often because you don't have time (laughs) because you're homeschooling them. Whatever. We've all had to like let go of some level of like uh, or some standard that maybe we used to have before the crisis, I feel, because it it demanded a lot more from us. And I think we need to all chill out on that and expect that it is going to keep happening for 2021 to an extent like unless you look at instagram perfect posts like michael was saying where they all have their life together and everything's still beautiful and organized that's it's not bullshit. yeah that's not what it is for most of us we've all had to be like okay this is a mess but i'm just going to accept that i'm not doing really well on that area at the moment in my life <laughs> mm. um, what's your thoughts on this Nick? yes <laughs> <laughs> it's actually now see this is where i struggle because if I'm being completely honest, this has actually been a really good year for me in a lot of ways. Like COVID hasn't, you know, obviously I've talked about how it's affected my businesses. You know, it has had an effect there. But personally, it hasn't had a very big impact on my day-to-day life. You know, I don't have kids, so I haven't had kids home from school. Uh, I live in the country. <laughs> Even in lockdown, I was still able to go to the beach and go for a swim or go for a walk, like we were allowed to exercise and stuff like that, which is generally what I would do anyway. So it really hasn't affected my life too adversely. Mm. So I feel very, very lucky mm. to be in that situation. Um, I've actually, you know, I've d- dedicated a lot of time to working out more and getting stronger in myself. You know, I had a, I set a personal goal for myself back in, what was it, October last year. So I turned 40 next April and uh, I set a personal goal for myself last year to get like the fittest I've ever been by the time I'm 40 because I, you know, started to, you know, you start feeling a little bit older <laughs> as you get into your late 30s and, you know, I gained a bit of extra weight and I just felt, you know, I had a knee issue and I just felt like if I don't take care of my health now and get strong, uh, it's going to be harder and harder as I hit mm. perimenopause, which I've kind of started now and heading into menopause and well, learning all about all that stuff and how it affects the female body and blah, blah, blah. So I've, I've had a lot of self growth mm. this year, um, in that way. So that's been really, really good. And I think that would have happened anyway. Mm. Like it's, I was already on that path, but thankfully because of the way that I choose to exercise, like I, I work out at home do my strength training at home and, and the sports that I do. Like I've started softball, but that's the first time I've played a team sport since I was like 12. <laughs> and I deliberately chose that because I wanted to socialize. Like I wanted to get out and be a bit more sociable for my mental health and physical health and just, you know, all the different aspects of, of things. And I think that's actually COVID ha- has taught me the importance of friends and family mm. more than I'd ever no- like really noticed before, like spending time with those people. Since lockdown ended, I feel like I've actually spent more time with my friends than I ever did previously because having something taken away from you makes you realize how special it is and how important it is. 
so I've really spent more time investing in spending time with those people and really enjoying that time. And also, like I said, you know, looking at expanding my social circle a bit and getting mm. out there a bit more into the world. So yeah, I've, and even financially, like we, we were lucky to qualify for the JobKeeper program mm. um, when it first started. So, and there's, there was another government subsidy for businesses called Cash Boost program. Again, we qualified for that. So we've actually been lucky to get support and subsidy from the government to, mm. you know, for that time when business was very uncertain. Uh, and so we are, we've had a good year. Like we've been for, very, very fortunate mm. that we've had a financial safety there. And I know that a lot of people listening, especially those not in Australia, who didn't have access to all those sorts of subsidies and, and those who didn't in Australia, it's been a very different experience for people yeah. in the circumstance. Mm. Very, very different experience. So I know I really wanted access to these things and I was like, I'm not qualifying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you had to have an employee. You had to have an employee, employee in, in Australia. In Australia. And mine yeah. isn't. And then there's other mm. reasons as well for qualifying. Essentially, and that's again like how privileged the business wasn't doing bad enough for me to qualify. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the the criteria were kind of a bit silly too, because like I could have qualified I because I'm not. Yeah, I got very angry at taking all of that, on to any. Be for a yeah, of we weeks. had a whole yeah. <laughs> big thing, but I didn't apply for it because I have my job, and yeah. my husband and I were both working, so we didn't need to, so we didn't. Um, but yeah, the the criteria was just kind of weird because yeah, I could. It was hard for business I, compared that, to last year. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not taking any like clients or students on at the moment, so of yeah. course I'm making less money. So. I could have yeah, it was hard for businesses that were growing to qualify because yeah, they were comparing yeah. for a year prior. So if you had had grown like growth over a mm-hmm. year, then it looked like you were still making the same money, but you actually weren't. You were making a lot less compared mm-hmm. to your growth rate. Yeah. So anyway, it was complicated, and you know, yeah. Um, but I'm really happy that the Australian government came up quite quickly as well with these measures. I know it helped a lot of my mm-hmm. friends that have brick and mortars and all of that as well, and cafes mm-hmm. and businesses that were in niches that got a lot more affected than ours like aviation (laughs) rest in peace aviation (laughs) so yeah that um that was really important I think definitely yeah I and I think that's fine as well just to have to say like it's nice to hear someone that's been like you know 2020 I think there's more people than we um think that've had 2020 to be quite a nice year despite the chaos like if you can kind of mm-hmm. like disconnect for from you know the pain and suffering that other people are having and just yeah. look at at an on an individual level and go well you know actually I've grown a lot finances are okay like I've been connecting more with my friend and family and I think that's completely fine I think for me the difficulty was more that I wanted this year to be one where I started working less and, and taking more time for mm. myself. And by working less, I mean just working normal hours because before that, the last few years, I've been just working too much, just to be honest, and being overseas and spending more time with Nick and you know more time in nature and all the stuff that I like to do. So when this got cancelled, the idea that I got into was, okay, well, I still live in like a very beautiful part of the world. I'm really lucky to live mm. where I live. I think it's a gorgeous spot. So why? what is it that I was looking that I wanted to do overseas and can I take some of that and just do it home? So, you know, walking mm-hmm. more and being outside more and taking all my weekends off and being with Nick more often, like these are still things I can do if I'm not overseas. So that's kind of why I tried transitioning to, but at the same time, I wanted to show up for my members and did more calls and more things. And so working more <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and then I had that job with the international 
international trade center, which also was like doubling my workload. So I was trying to do that while trying to work less and care for my mental health and all that. And obviously you can see the problem here, like that doesn't work. <laughs> so I think this is why Q3 was like, <laughs> it just was gone. And I didn't plan, I just survived it. And then I had a break at the mm. end of it. And now I'm like realigning with the, let's work less and more like, you know, and, and say yes to less. <laughs> And only mm-hmm. to the most important things. And I'm feeling a lot better because of that. So I feel like I'm coming out of all this like six months of madness. Yeah. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm just trying to think about whenever we have these conversations about how it's affected us this year, I kind of have a mental blank every time because <laughs> I'm like I, I honestly think I've kind of like blocked it out a bit. I was thinking maybe I'm just in shock. But I think Q2 for me was just a fucking shit show personally Mm. like lots of pain and suffering not related to COVID so my husband's mother died of breast cancer and that was extremely traumatizing and devastating and at the exact same time I was doing my confirmation seminar for my PhD upgrade like literally she passed away three days after I did that so yeah, I'm just, I, I feel like I've kind of just blocked it out. I'm like, I don't want to think about it. Like it was horrible. <laughs> so it was just completely all about survival in that time. And also at the same time, we we're getting our house renovated. And so we weren't, we didn't have a house home. Like we were staying with my mum, which was great, but you know, we didn't have our own space to like grieve properly. And it was kind of just really horrendous. And the kids were home from school. The kids were home from school. But, you know, that was like, (laughs) that was super hard, but it was also that was the silver lining. Like spending more time with the kids was really beautiful. Um, Spending more time just together, like we sort of realised that we can both, I mean, I already knew this, that we could work from home, but even more flexibly, like the workplaces have realised that as well. So the kids are not in after school care now, like we just pick them up every day, which we're kind of getting back into the place now where it's like, oh, yeah, that makes the day really short and a little bit hard to do our work. But um, <laughs> it's been really nice in that regard to spend more time with them. Mm. It's sort of taken me back to when I just had Raph and I hadn't had Harriet yet and I was working part-time, so I spent a lot of time with him and it was, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just do that all over again. Like it would be so nice. <laughs> but at the same time now, much like you, Deb, we sort of, come through that hard bit now and you know spring is great and we're in our house which is beautiful and like life besides the people who are now missing from it Mm. life is pretty good Mm. and like we don't really have anything to complain about um it's just been a really fucking rough year so Mm. it's kind of that weird like we are extremely privileged and we're doing okay and a lot of people have it much worse. But at the same time, this fucking sucked and yeah. it was really difficult. So, yeah, I kind of, I'm just kind of mm. over talking about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, let's just go I'm into just next go year and bring that to time. a funny level. Because uh, what you said made me think, I was talking with a friend that was homeschooling as well. And she has, mm. I think, a little girl that's like, I don't know, four or something, cute and tiny. Mm-hmm. And so the little girl didn't understand why mom had to work suddenly because obviously she works from home. Mm-hmm. She has uh, a business similar to ours. And uh, so she kept on saying, but mom, why do you have to work so much now? And she's like, darling, I always do this. It's just that you're not at home during the day. So you don't see me. <laughs> it's not that suddenly that you're stuck home. Mom has decided to pick up a job. Like, this is what I do to yeah. pay for your food. <laughs> and yeah. that's why you need to leave my office now <laughs> so I can actually do some work. And I thought it was so funny. I think I saw those sketches all on YouTube. I can't remember now who it was or whatever, but it was essentially asking kids that age, 
what does your parents do for a living? And then, and their answer being completely just ridiculous. They have no idea. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even know your work. They're like, well, I don't know. She's just at home. And you're like, yeah, no, she's, it's like, she's a nurse, <laughs> you know? My kids are being taught about logos and color. So they know exactly what I do. I'm like, hey, look at this logo. What do you think of this typeface? And they're like, oh, <laughs> I'm training them early and young. That's so funny. <laughs> I can just imagine like a five-year-old going, she sits on the computer yeah. all yeah. day. All day. Times? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a job. Yeah. There's no way I would have understood what my my mom is like a psychotherapy, so I don't think you understand that when you're four and be like, my mom helps no. people with depression, you know, or like mental issues. And like, no, I like I don't know. I thought my mom was just, I don't know, at home waiting for me to come back from school. <laughs> yes. Just sitting there waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's very cute. Okay. Um should we just, uh, I know we've been talking for a while, but how are you, just to kind of wrap up even this conversation, how are you approaching 2021 in the, you know, not strategizing or planning, but are you even planning how you think, like, you know, are you extending your timeline to like, I'm planning for three months in advance now, or you're still very much in like a month by month approach? Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we'd love to talk to you about becoming one of our supporters. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to Platinum Patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. I just want to go first only because my (laughs) answer is less relevant to everyone, so I'd like you guys to have your relevant answers later. (laughs) I'm planning the entire year because that's what I can do in my job. So Mm -hmm. at university, we know the classes that we're teaching. Mm. We know, like, if things change, obviously we will have to change on the fly, but for all intents and purposes, we can plan the whole thing. I know what weeks I'm working. I know what weeks are off. I know when the kids are at school and on holiday. So I can actually plan, Mm. like, my own work pretty diligently and specifically and strategically. Mm -hmm. But it's different for everybody else. So how are you guys doing it? Yeah. Well, I'm um, continuing what I started last year, which is taking December off from content creation. So I'm going to do the same this year. So last year I took was my first year taking December off from content creation and just dedicating the time to planning, um, brainstorming and working on sort of high-level things that I don't normally get to in the day-to-day because I'm busy running everything. I mean, I still do like my live stuff in my Thriver Circle and stuff, but I don't. I'm not doing podcasts or videos or anything like that. Or, and we're having a break as well, so that kind of works out perfectly. Mm. So what I did last year was I actually sat down and looked back on all of the content. So this is for Create and Thrive, obviously. I looked back on all the content that I created, you know, for years and sort of looked for the gaps and looked for how I could expand on topics. And then I brainstormed a massive list of, of topics. And then I did a year's worth almost of um, an editorial calendar where I literally mm. laid out all the topics I wanted to cover through the, the whole year. I'll probably do something similar, but I'll probably won't plan quite as far ahead. Mm. I'll probably do like six months with my additional topics just put aside with the understanding that it may shift, like if, if other things happen and things come up, which I think is a good thing to do anyway because it's good to be, again, agile. 
you know, in the past when say Etsy's done something stupid that everybody hates <laughs> and I've, you know, you end up doing a video on it or a podcast mm. on it and that end up, ends up being really popular because everybody's looking for content on that thing. So being aware of that sort of thing is in, in that particular business is important. Mm. So I'll be spending some more time doing that for ethereal. I think I'm going to sit down and do a bit of a bit more thinking and planning about what I want that business to look like next year. Like I haven't spent a lot of time really on that for quite a long time now. There's a few new designs I'd like to get launched. So I'll probably, you know, plan that out for the new year to get those out, out the door and just sort of thinking about how I'm marketing it as well and making sure that that's still going well. And I think there's a few new things I'd like to try there, like getting some more video done. And I'm also making a shift. I'm at this weird point where I'm, I'm, I've got this decision to make and I'm not quite sure which way I'm going to go, although I'm leaning one way. So the beginning of this year, I decided to invest more time and energy into YouTube. Uh, I know Deb's been using YouTube for a long time, but I've been focusing on my podcast, Grow, Create and Thrive. But the beginning of the year, I'm like, you know, I do a solo show twice a week. So why don't I just make that a video as well mm. <laughs> and put it on YouTube? Like it seems like a no brainer. So I've been doing that and I've been seeing some good growth there. Like I've gained a couple of thousand subscribers over the year. I've definitely seen new people finding me via YouTube who weren't finding me previously mm. via the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm getting feedback the, from people who are finding me that way. So I definitely want to invest more time into that platform. And I'm actually considering, strongly considering adding extra content to YouTube that is not now on my podcast. I kind of am thinking about adding some more wider lifestyle content, but still adjacent. So things about health and, you know, for handmade business owners specifically, um, some more behind the scenes sort of stuff about my life, you know, like a studio tour or, you know, an office tour or uh, another one's like house plants for your office, <laughs> like unkillable, like stuff like that, that is still relevant to the same audience, but is a little bit more personal mm. and just a little bit more fun, Yeah, you know, not, not like so that. serious. So I've been seriously contemplating doing that, which is going to add to my workload because that's another yeah. piece of content yep. <laughs> like twice but a that month. That sounds that exciting, Jess, it. because A, I don't, well, I mean, I don't know if other people, probably other people are doing that. I just don't really look at what other people are doing. I'm sure some people are doing it, but it won't be you. <laughs> and also um, it feels like it taps into something because over the years as well, just knowing you, like you have mentioned like, oh, I want to do a YouTube channel just on plants. Or I'm really into yoga and like help, like, you know, t looking after yourself and all of that stuff. And so it feels like mm. it's bringing, but at the same time, you don't have the bandwidth to do all of that plus your two businesses. Mm. And, you know, mm. as we mentioned, it all together, yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, the idea, the idea fairy that comes and be like, how about this? How about that? <laughs> how about this idea? And you're like, I can't do it all. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a nice way to tie it into what you already do. So I feel like personally, you would probably enjoy doing those videos too, which is important mm. if you're going to be consistent with them. Yeah, I agree. And so that's, and I think I would reach maybe a tap into a new mm. audience or a different slice of my audience mm. that then may come through yeah. to again, ethereal. Like I actually do get a bit of traffic to my jewelry mm. business mm. from YouTube. Well, Even when just people from the know you, they want to buy oh, from you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I've seen an increase in traffic to my jewelry shop through just having mm. it in my description. Like, cause in most of my videos, I introduce myself and go, Hey, this is my, my jewelry business. And so, yeah, I think kind of tying all that together a bit more because my YouTube channel is under my name as well. Um, so that's been something I've been kind of planning for a while. And I think, I think that's what I want to, I want to try it. 
for like a year, maybe like experiment with that for a year, see how it goes. Um, and the good thing about something like YouTube or a podcast is once you've done the content, it's always there. And it's, it's, you know, people can find you via that. Even if you don't, even if you stop at some stage, it's not like you have to do things forever, right? Um, and another nice thing about YouTube is I'm making some money off ads. So, you know, that's a nice benefit that I never really thought about previously, but I'm like, Hey, this is another potential income stream. Mm. So let's think about this as well. Especially this year, like diversifying your income streams. I've always been big on that, but it's been something I've talked, you know, I've kind of really thought about more than ever. So, and that was a massive tangent, but anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's good. Um, yeah, I am definitely broadening my timeline in my brain, as in like I definitely this last six months, as I was saying, I very much was surviving it, trying to give myself to the members and start a membership, do this project on the side. And I had to do, as you said, like there's like the pandemic, the stuff, but there's also in our work all the changes that happen to platform and our work is to keep our finger on the pulse so that other people don't have to which means that when etsy or you know pinterest (laughs) changes things (laughs) uh, you have to update your courses this is something i prefer to have higher quality courses than a bunch of outdated ones um and i'm very proud and found of um the pinterest course that i had but i already had to do two updates this year one in march which you know mm-hmm. i had nothing else to think about than doing an extra course update in march but i did it uh, because that's when the algorithm change was really taking effect and then i just did one i think it was a month ago but it could have been last week honestly my brain does not compute time really well but it was really recently i think last week or two weeks ago just another big update on that so um there are these elements that we have to keep in mind that, yeah, you can plan, but to an extent, like you have, you also have to adjust your content calendar. And, and that means free content that we do, but also paid courses and support for the members mm. based on that. And like, I don't have control over that. Like, I don't like it much more than you guys do when I hear that. It's easy doing a big update and I'm like, okay, here we go. Cancel all plans. Must dive deep. <laughs> you know, like it's like, so I'm not, you know, I, nothing is ever really locked in. But I will be doing uh, December. I, I also won't have uh, new content coming out, or at least not on the YouTube channel. Um, I have other things planned, but I want. I will have a bit more time to think, and I will be planning um, for six months. I think this is my new my time frame for the next year. And you know, locking in the first three months, this stuff is happening unless you know something really dramatic changes that plan. And then the last three months are kind of like a bit more, you know, they're like penciled in, not like, mm. <laughs> not like a proper pen. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing. And also the main goals being, I have some course updates and content that I want to create for the members. And I also want to do some work that no one's going to see, but inside the business on processes and how I work and reorganizing a little bit roles and who do does what so that I can free myself up and essentially to do just what I only can do. So supporting my paid members and thinking (laughs) and strategizing and doing higher level stuff because I do find myself more and more um, stuck in the weeds of like in the business as well. So I feel like I need to transition and and give myself a bit more free time there. Um, if I really want to have all my weekends off, like I've been doing lately and it's been lovely and regular work hours, which is like, so this is my focus. It's like, you know, um, delivering good quality content and also in a way that's sustainable for me and less, Mm. less like the Mm. last few years, (laughs) less Mm -hmm. like Deb style. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, we can all applaud yes. this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny, but really all the little things that we keep on talking about on this podcast, like that um seeing that how the most helpful for me with that is it's really is not having social media on my phone not not even the app not okay at the moment i am really bad with the news disclaimer because there's way too much <laughs> stuff happening in this world i actually have the apps the news app on my phone which is so bad i need to delete them but anyway just <laughs> like unplugging and reading more instead of scrolling and walking more and meditating and exercising mm-hmm. and all the boring things sleeping eating good food you know drinking a lot of water like the difference that it makes is like you know so i want to keep that up because it's so easy to do that for three weeks and you like feel so good about yourself and then you like fall back to like oh whatever all the habits so I really want to prioritize that aspect of my life as well. Make sure that mm. this becomes like a real habit for me, something that I do all the time. I think really that was awesome. one of the really hard things um, from this year when we had lockdown was not being able to play my team sports because that's mm. how I exercise. Like I don't exercise mm. in any other way. I've tried over the years. It's just not my thing. So, yeah, when everything shut down, I was like, dang it, how am I going <laughs> to, like I can't do my team sports. But now everything's started again. And so it's just embedded into my life is that I play summer soccer and futsal over summer and I play winter soccer and futsal over winter and that's my exercise and there's set days and set times and I can't really get out of it because it's a team thing. So mm. I guess it's kind of the same as you, Jess, <laughs> with the softball now. It's like yeah. you just have to go otherwise you let down the team and that's exactly right. and you're paying for it so you yeah. just have to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, the sleep thing I'm still trying to master because my kid still wakes up in the night time. <laughs> still. Yeah, well, obviously all the things I just said, uh, a lot of people would have rolled their eyes and said, oh, wouldn't it be lovely, Deb, if I could do all of these things, you know? But again, reminder. No, but I'm sort of, what I'm getting at is as uh, as a mom, like the besides the sleep, like I'm getting enough sleep compared to like my friend has a newborn and I feel really bad for him. Um, but like, but those things are already in, like I've, I guess, I'm trying to say that I've figured out what works for me in that respect. Yes. Like yes. there's no point me jo- joining a gym and going, I'm going to get really fit by joining mm. a gym. Like that's never yeah. going to work for me in this mm. current situation that I'm in in my lifestyle. So yeah. I've figured out what works and it just works now because I know that that's what I can do and that's what I do every week and mm. I really enjoy it as well, which mm. also helps obviously. So yeah, you need yeah it's to like already it. embedded and ingrained in my week like I don't I never I would never skip skip a futsal game because I'm busy with work mm. I'm like no mm. that I just go like yeah. <laughs> that's sort of my top priority so it just mm. works so I think it's yeah I'm just repeating myself over and over but once you find what works for you it makes it a lot mm-hmm. easier to continue doing it yeah and once it becomes this is one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd like to give people. I just did a video in a podcast recently about like 10 tips from work about how to work from home. You know, I've been doing it for 10 years. And one of the biggest things I always hear people say is, Oh, how do you make yourself get up and work in the morning? Or how do you focus? I don't have to make myself because I literally have a habit now mm. after so many years of doing this. It's just what I do. Mm. Like I don't Monday to Thursday, I get up, I work out. Or sometimes I just go straight to work if I've got an appointment in the morning and that's just the way it is. And then I work until like four o'clock and then I'm finished. (laughs) It's just like having a job. Like Mm. I don't have to like, there's no mental strain there. Down and work. It's just what I do because Mm. it's just a habit. Mm. And when you incorporate those things into your life to the point where they become a habit, it becomes really easy. 
if, if not effortless mm. to do them because it's just what you do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think really all this stuff that, again, feels a bit like, oh, really, that's woo-woo, whatever, you have to prioritize yourself. Like more than ever, guys, like your mm-hmm. business won't survive if you can't make it through this couple of years that we have. I'm calling it a couple of years now. I'm planning for 2021. Well, yeah, honestly, yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. I think next year will be different to 2020, but it will be challenging in other ways, I'm sure. And so we all need to, like, really, you cannot build a business if you're not there strong and healthy and and being able to show up, which you can't do if you're burnt mm-hmm. out. So we've all had different challenges. Some of you probably a lot more than what we've shared with you today. Because again, we, in some regard, have been pretty lucky. Although, you know, I don't know, like I hear like your story, Michaela, and I'm like, well, fuck, that would have been so hard. Like, anyway, mm-hmm. so we all have, our, but, our you stuff, know, like you know? some people are dealing with the same thing plus poverty. It's like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there's always yeah. going to be someone who's worse off. Or being really impacted by, you know, losing a job and people yeah. around you being sick and all of that. So, of course, there's like worse. There's always worse and there's always better, you know. So it's that's kind of mm-hmm. irrelevant. But the point is, how are you doing and and what can you do to make sure that you feel as good as you can? Because, like, you need to back yourself up. <laughs> you need to, like, yeah. be there for yourself first and then you can go and, I don't know, dominate the world. <laughs> Let's all go and dominate the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we might leave it there. Um, we hope you've enjoyed these episodes. It's a bit self-indulgent of us to just ramble, but we also think it's helpful to hear other people's stories and perspectives and just to kind of have that debrief about the year because uh, it's been a big one. If you want to share with us your story of the year, we'd love to hear it. Come on over to our Facebook group and share that with us. Uh, and there's lots of other people in there who can, you know, commiserate and support you and who've been through similar things so don't be afraid to come and and do that it's a safe you know welcoming space to do that sort of thing we're happy for you to to share your story um, and what you've been through this year Mm. yeah so thank you so much for being here and supporting us through the year Uh, this is our last episode our last free episode for 2020 Uh, so yeah, we'll be back again in January. We do have one more patron-only episode coming next week or the week after. Um, so if you're a patron, keep an eye out for that one. But this is our last free episode for the year. We will probably have a little mini episode just with some announcements and reminders that will come out in a couple of weeks' time. So don't get super excited. It won't be <laughs> It won't be like amazing, wonderful content, but there will be a few little nuggets of, of stuff in there. Yeah. So thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for being our patrons. Thank you for listening to us three crazy ladies nattering on today. <laughs> you made it to the end of both of these. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and like, let us know if you enjoy these more personal episodes as well. Uh, we do try to mostly keep them focused on you know, uh, content that's going to be very helpful to you, practical content, mm. but... We enjoy, you know, sharing our story with you as well. We hope that 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 does help. So have a, you know, we hope you're all staying safe and well. We hope you have a good Christmas, um, New Year's with your family and friends and that you can see your family and friends who is across for all of us. Um, And we'll be back again in January with obviously a new season and also the State of Handmade survey, which will be starting early January. So thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.